Hey guys, we got a very special episode today. You know, um, it's Black History Month and I wanted to showcase some some great black creators out there. And you know, in, in this this episode, we have a, a creator that is just like making history right now. He was recently on the Today Show and was seen by millions of people. And now he's uh, slumming it on our show because <laughs> we got less than a million, okay? Um... Uh, his name is Led Bradshaw, and you know he he has a, a a comic book series called The Adventures of Jake Jet Pulse. You know it's a comic book series um, of learning books for autistic children that was written from the perspective of a autistic child. You know, Led Bradshaw is an amazing dad because you know he he's using superheroes to help teach his son how to understand things so um you know you, you you gotta you gotta check out this this episode it's 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 an amazing episode his journey of how he created this concept you know and helping autistic children all over the world with this uh, method it's 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 amazing you gotta check it out Today we're doing something a little bit different. We are reviewing a book, a couple of books actually, the Jake Jet Pulse books. Now, Ariana, um, we you read chapter one of the Jake Jet Pulse book. Uh, it's called. What's this called? Uh, Diamina. Yeah, Queen of the Goblin Hive. Okay, that's chapter one. And there's uh, another book called Friends Make... A Superhero Team. Exactly, yes. And uh, This tells you about everyone and who they are. Yeah, this book is mostly like an overview of who everyone is in the, the story, all the villains, all the heroes. And, uh, you know, it gives you an overview of everything. You know, that that's what the, this book is about. But the other book, Chapter 1, actually um, details the first story arc in the mm -hmm. in the series. Like the first, their first adventure. Yeah, in the series, yes. And there's uh, like around seven books uh, in the series, right? Mm, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um, so tell us what you think the story was in the first chapter. This one? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, first, like, their friend Mars, which is a troll, he gets captured, and then when they find him, he, they, ha they run in to, uh, the bad guy, Diamina, queen of the goblin hive, and her assistant, uh, I don't remember the name, Marvin. That's the assistant? Yeah. It's it is also a troll. Yeah. And all the trolls are from space. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um how do you like the art on the book? It's cool. Not like I'll ever be able to do this though. I mean nobody no. nobody's expecting you to do that, no. I mean I can't do like like any kind of anything close to this. Not really good at drawing. I mean, you have to practice to get that good. Yes? 
I know that Marv and Marvin are brothers, and the names almost sound the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's the type of storyline that they do, you know, the brothers, one's good, one's bad, you know. And I think at the end, when it shows a bad version of Jake Jetpulse, I think that that is Jake Jetpulse's brother. Oh, you think the... The cliffhanger at the end of the book is a it shows like a like sort of an evil version of Jake. Um I don't know, maybe it's like a Bizarro Jake, like you know how they have Bizarro Superman. Or it could just be his brother cuz it says sibling oh. rivalry. Sib- no, that's sib- sibling rivalry. No. That means like, you know, two brothers fighting each other. But I guess maybe they are brothers, so I don't siblings know. Siblings fight. You guys fight all the time. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. So you think uh, the the next uh, storyline is uh, basically Jake is going to be fighting his evil brother or something? Yeah, that he never knew about. The oh. twin, uh, his twin brother. Yeah. Yeah. That he never knew about. Okay. But how does he have a darker version of himself? Well, we don't know. We didn't read that book yet. Did that person get painted black? I don't know. It's also okay. another reason that I, pro- that I know that he probably did, never knew about the other bad version of him. Because it, it's in the text it says, like, it's it's me? Yeah, yeah. It could be just like a like a clone or something. Siblings are sort of like brothers. You know, yeah. in, in in the Clone world Wars, all of the clones are brothers. Yeah, because sometimes they say brother. Yeah, yeah. And the Bad Batch are brothers and BFFs. And yeah. BFFs also brothers. We are also siblings. Huh? Yeah. Well, it, it's cool that the, the, the main character is a kid. And just like you, right? Yeah. Don't you like uh, when uh, the superheroes are also kids? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. but it was cool if they were like from Bangladesh. Or Guyana. Yeah. Because yeah. they're from Guyana. Yeah, well, you know, uh, be happy with what you get, okay? Maybe when you grow up, you can write uh, a superhero from where you came from, okay? <gasps> okay. I know, the geeky dad. No, that's me. If you want, so what do you give Jake Jet Pulse as a as a grade? Thumbs up. Yes. Thumbs up. 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 Okay, and you guys definitely want to check out the other books, right? Yeah, it ends with a cliffhanger. Yeah. 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 So you think uh, this book is for everybody, right? Yep. Yeah. Because it teaches you about friends. Yeah, it teaches you about friendship. And uh, good versus evil, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Okay, so make sure to check out Jake Jet Pulse. We can, you and can... the writer of the book is Led Bradshaw. He also, you know, um, draws the book. Yeah, and you say you love the way the art is done in the book, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. You, did you... It doesn't take a long time to do it because, like, you have to do the writing. You got to put, like, editing and stuff. Yeah. Guess what? Guess what, kids? Um, Led Brashaw is going to be on the show. I am going to be interviewing him. Can you believe that? No. And you can also visit online www.jakedeadpools.com. Whoa, good job, yeah. So check him out online. And... Oh, go to Deadpool's... Oh, go to Deadpool Studios. Wow, wow, okay, good job. Or or listen to the rest of the episode, because we have Led Bradshaw with us. And he's going to tell us how he came up with the story, and uh, everything about Jake that you can find out. In this episode today, kids, what do you think? Comes up forever, and I love it. Good job. All right. We'll be right back. Okay, I'm here today with um, writer and illustrator, Led Bradshaw. Am I saying that name right, sir? Yes, you are. Okay. Um, you have a, a great series of books called Jake Jet Pulse. Uh, how many books uh, have you done in total so far, sir? Uh, currently, we have seven titles so far. Whoa. Whoa. Only got two. <laughs> yeah. I definitely <laughs> send you the rest. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, but I mean, the, the kids, the kids really love the book um they're they're very intrigued about what's going to happen next um i got some pre-recorded questions that they had for you so uh you before we even do that won't you tell people in your own words what the book is about okay well jake jet pulse is a character that was uh, that originates from uh from my son's imagination my son jake um, who the character is named after, um, was diagnosed with autism at three and a half. And it was, um, superheroes was his special interest. And I could tell you that I spent a lot of money on costumes because he loved to dress up as the characters. Cosplay was really big. And when he was in school, all he ever wanted to talk about was superheroes. And um, the teachers... You know, although like he's he has a great personality and very sociable, it was just really hard to help him understand the 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 daily work because all he wanted to talk about was superheroes. And I found a really unique way to uh, to teach him by introducing art therapy techniques to help um, really the the help find a way to communicate with them to help him focus. Um, I found a really cool uh a really cool art therapy exercise which was draw yourself as a superhero and this exercise was uh is developed to help teach children their positive traits and from that point jake just took the ball and ran and it was right up his alley he started to create this superhero of himself and he had this and that's what opened up that whole world um there were other characters in his imagination um all these heroes and villains that started to come out 
And as we sat together and we would draw every day, um, I got to learn more about like this character that was in his head. So I took it upon myself to go to his teachers and said, hey, I think I found a way that we can get through to him. Instead of trying to uh, discourage him from talking about superheroes, why don't we encourage it? Um, I started to draw you know, different images of Jake in different costumes. And then when I saw the one that he took to the most, that's when I started taking like the lessons from his teachers and started turning them into like small lesson plans, like flashcards in the beginning. So I would take the, the daily sight words the kids had for the week and I would make these little cards with uh, images of Jake and his characters that I interpreted. And he started to pick up on, you know, on the words, memorizing them. And then I would start to combine the words to make very like simple sentences. And he started to read along. So when I showed him to his teacher and the teacher showed him to the other kids, um, I really had no idea what I was doing because I was just trying to find a way to help Jake the best way I could. But the other kids, they loved the idea and they were like, oh, wow, this is so cool. Do you have any more? I'm like, well, I, I think I could. I think I could do something. So I came home. I said, maybe I'll make a book. And then I made a small, like a really small book, maybe 10, 12 pages, a brief story. It's like those um the those beginners readers that we used to read, like uh, like the Dick and Jane kind of books. And I did something like that along the uh, within that area. And I took a, a handful of them, I gave them to Jake. I said, take these to school and give these to your friends. And then when I came to pick him up and he was like, dad, I had a book signing at school and I autographed all the books. I was like, wow, that's awesome. So the parents started asking me, they were like, wow, these are amazing. Like, do you like, do you have any more? I said to myself, mm, uh, uh, I guess I can make another one. So then I talked to his teachers again. I was like, well, if they really love the books, can I get a little bit more of your schoolwork? And then I'll just interpret it. What I did is I took their lessons and then I incorporated like Jake's superheroes into the lessons and all the kids just ate it up. So I really had no idea what I was doing. I just stepped into it. Okay. And um, and from there, it was like, wow, like my son really loves your book. You know, like we were looking forward to the next one. I'm like, wait, there's a, another one. I guess I'm going to have to make another one then. So, <laughs> so, but what's really great about the entire process is that it's Jake's characters. These are all from his imagination. Um, I'm only interpreting it and he is acting as my art director. Right. So right. he's pretty much the, um, the concept artist and he gives me his concept and his idea and I interpret it and, and translate it into what you see in the books. Mm -hmm. And I say, hey, is this what, you know, is, is this what you're looking for? And he's like, oh, this is awesome. This is great. And that's when I know, like, I'm on to something. So he helps me with the storylines, um, helps put together the characters and the characters, even though they don't look like people in his you know in his life the their personalities and traits are you know completely derived from people who were like a, a really big influence to him so this was a way to like honor them and also to help move the story forward and to teach him about things like just the social issues just teach him about like things um like the learning lessons that we all teach our kids um right. was a sharing or friendship and these are easy ways for me to communicate by embracing his special interest and teaching him through superheroes. Right, right. Um, 
Let me uh, give you some questions that uh, the kids had. This is from my daughter, uh, mm -hmm. nine years old. Her name is Ariana. Okay. Uh, let me know if you can hear it. Uh-huh. Here you go. Why can Miranda only hear the shrive? Oh, Miranda is a telepath. So mm -hmm. the, um, the, that also will come out in the next issue. Well, you'll see more of her powers that she has like a psychic ability to uh to read minds or to um to uh anticipate like certain events before they happen so because of this she's a mind reader and the shrive is complete he's all energy encased in that in the, you know in that costume in that uniform she's right. the only one that can really hear his thoughts yeah it kind of kind of give me that dynamic of like cloak and dagger you know yeah, you know, I all I um as a Star Wars fan, I've always loved like um uh, I've always loved like the the Han Solo Chewbacca dynamic. Ah, uh, yes. You know, so I wanted to create something where it's like like Chewbacca, even though we don't know what he's saying, like um like through his growls and grunts in his like, the way how he emotes, you can pretty much understand you know their conversation, even though you don't like really understand his language. So I thought it would be really cool also too to like um to honor children uh, on the autism spectrum who who are nonverbal giving them right. a superhero who is also nonverbal and she is a telepath she can understand everything that he's saying or what he's feeling. Interesting, interesting. Uh, okay, uh, this is her second question, okay? Okay. How did Jake get his powers? That is very cool. I, I, the, wow, they really read it. That's awesome. Um, Jake is, um, uh, uh, Jake is actually, um, the, okay, without getting too technical. Okay. Um, and this is coming from a script to, um, the coming from the script that we created for, um, uh, uh, for an animated cartoon that was going to happen. So what it was was that um, we have the the trolls and the, the the trolls and the goblins were at war with each other for centuries on their planet, um, and um, the sorceress Avelia is one of a member of like a, she's just one member of a council of like um, uh, guardians or like you know like a, or watchers or observers who don't interfere with the intergalactic war. Right at that time so they create um what they do is that they create this sentient suit of armor okay and mm -hmm. since they're completely neutral and they're staying out of it the armor chooses someone who is pure of heart to basically save the galaxy but that suit of armor is basically um it's the the, the first troll king basically or the the one troll that that uh the, that it chooses becomes the king of the planet Mastro, as it's called, where where um, Mars the Troll and the other trolls are from. Um, so, oh, wow, I don't even know why my phone is starting to ring right now. Okay, but <laughs> but the um, I thought I silenced it already, but the <laughs> funny um, the, the crazy part is, is that the suit of armor was basically hidden away so that it was too powerful. And the Troll King said that no one should ever, you know, harness this power ever again. So 
when the goblins do attack their planet, the trolls escape, you know, the trolls escape and they, you know, and their, their civilization or what remains of their civilization crash lands in different, different points of, you know, of the universe. And um, a part of it lands on earth with them. So uh, as it goes, is that the, since the armor is sentient, you know, our scientists, you know, they discover the, the wreckage of the, the alien ship and they find that this thing is sentient. It thinks it breathes, you know, it, it you know, it thinks it, it, you know, it can speak, it has its own language and it connects to the person who wears it. So Jake is actually the um, uh, Jake's powers is actually derived from that genetic that same the the that same part of that sentient part of that armor mm -hmm. that were able to infuse it into like a human. So is it it's it, it's um it, it's a lot simpler than me explaining it, you know. And I'm the one that wrote it, so it's <laughs> but, but it uh, the. You know, basically, Jake is half alien, you know, right. like half alien, half human. In right. So being that like he's uh, he's the descendant of like, you know, of like these these magical beings that existed before, you know, humans began, you know, which is the key to it unlocks the entire story from there. Right. Uh, is that uh, in which book is that explained? Well, that will be, uh, that was actually going to be, that's, I guess, a little bit of a spoiler. I should have said that, but it's actually, <laughs> it, you know, a lot of it is going to be explained in like the, 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 the next part of the comic that's oh, going to be. Oh, okay. okay. So it's, but this was um, uh, what we wrote into like the entire Bible of the series when it was put together. So, but, you know, it's really no secret, I should say, because this was what like Jake, these are from his own words as we put it together. It's gone through many incarnations, but that's the one that we've been sticking with over the last few years. Okay. Um, this is from my son. Mm -hmm. John. He's only six years old. Okay. Oh, so awesome. Yeah. How many more books are you planning to do? I am going to do as many as I can. Like we're going to do, like we're not going to stop doing these books. We're going to keep creating them, um, even though that it's just me as the the illustrator and um, with Jake as the writer. We're going to do as many of them as we can possibly do. You can so, do the coloring and everything too, right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, so I I do all you know the the layouts, the coloring, the pencils, everything. So. So it does take a little longer than usual, but we do like to at least get like three or four titles out throughout the year. Uh, is this self-published or is this through a company? Um, yeah, as a matter of, if I guess if you want to call um, uh, like uh, like Amazon or like the Kindle, uh, the publishing, okay. which is the service that I use to do like the, the binding and printing. But like that's pretty much the way that like the, the way that we put the books together. When, when we started doing this, I pretty much started with maybe $40 in my pocket. To, mm -hmm. So it was really like a shoestring budget that we had to put this together. As a matter of fact, putting this together really was, um, uh, it was like really out of the blue. It was just something I just went for. So there really wasn't any, uh, any planning. It was just go for it and see what happens. 
but yeah, that's the way how the, so the books are sold um, on Amazon and, um, and uh, so anybody that purchased the, you know, purchases them because since I don't have any physical stock, it made it a lot easier for people to order the books as opposed to me doing all of the mailing and keeping it very simple for the time being. Right. But it, uh, it seems to keep working. So we haven't changed, we haven't changed the format yet. So how does, how does that work really? Do, do they print out a certain amount or do they have to, they do it by demand of each uh, book? That they do it by each order, I believe. So it's uh, for each person that, uh, for each person that orders one, it's, um, it's like print for, uh, I guess, print for pay, if you call it. So if somebody purchases it, then, then, you know, then it's printed and mailed, you know, and, you know, and mailed to the, you know, mailed to the customer at that point. So I guess it just reduces the cost of having like stacks and stacks and like pallets yeah. sitting yeah. around. It makes that's it a like, lot easier to mm -hmm. get them out. Yeah. Yeah. Like when when I, I had a couple of comics that I, I'd wrote and, you know, they print so much extra copies and they're just this there in the warehouse gathering. Yeah. Dust, you know? well, if you can't see, like, this is a studio apartment. So yeah. It would be very difficult to keep, you know, the 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 the, the keep stacks of books. So I try yeah. to to really, uh, you know, the, the, to maintain the amount of space that I have. So that this was the easiest way to go because I was really worried the the first time that we the the the, the first set of books that we did. Um, I think they sent me five hundred copies, and oh. um. I yeah I had a I had a lot of books and I was like where how am I gonna how am I gonna get uh I'm gonna get all of these out of here how am I gonna move all of these mm -hmm. so it took a while and then that's when I made the transition to uh, to doing it that way through you know through Kindle instead. Okay, here's the last question. From sure. All right. I planning to do action figures. I would love that. That is a dream of mine. As a matter of fact, I, that's something that th this is the reason why, you know, like why Jake and I are doing this because we envision those things. Um, play sets, action figures. I, I am a big fan of Saturday morning cartoons and, you know, tell your son, there was a time I'm sure you have, that there was that time when we would sit in front of the TV with, you know, with whatever, cereal there was and we yeah. would just there on saturdays and watch cartoons and i'm really influenced by that so and uh you know after school too as soon as you get yeah. afternoon cartoons oh man i i would run home and i remember the entire cartoon block when i would run home and i don't if i get the order wrong i remember it was it was transformers gi joe voltron mm -hmm. and then i i would guess i would start doing my work at that Sometimes point thundercats Yes, Thundercats was one. I mean, I the Thundercats was was my favorite. And I used to yeah. love hunting down the toys. In the, mm -hmm. <laughs> so, uh, it, like Thundercats was one. I remember Silverhawks. I got into for a minute. Yeah. Um, uh, we used to watch um, um, Mask. I remember. That. Oh yes, the, Mask. Forming cars and the, yeah. So I would run home and just like watch cartoons. Everything was cartoons. And then yeah. there was that one store that I would see that would, um, they, they had uh, comic books and other magazines like Starlog and Fangoria. But in the back, they would have like the action figures. And mm -hmm. um, 
and uh yeah i mean that's uh that that's my dream to actually one day see like an action figure I, i'm i'm still interested in like 3d printing to figure out like you know how right. i can like, my own or um and it's just something that i enjoy doing it's my motivation yeah to, to do these the the like doing these books to one day see kids dressed up as jake jake's character for halloween or kids playing with this action figure so that's the motivation that we have to keep going because like um it's just uh it's not a matter of if we just like to think it's a matter of when at some right. point in time you know it's gonna click it's gonna resonate with people yeah. so yeah i hope there's action figures you can tell them you know like one day i hope there that there are action figures oh i have something to show him too so okay. it, i'll send it to you afterwards because i did have that dream about making action figures so i actually drew my mm -hmm. own action figure package of what I would think it would look like. So oh, wow. I would love to see what you know, like what you guys think about that. Yeah, I see you doing a, a coloring book. Yeah. Did that already, or is that coming up? Um, no, that that's that that's out already. Um, as a matter of fact, we wanted to. Um, I, I went and I went in reverse. Um, in the beginning, I started helping Jake out with his, with his schoolwork. So a lot of the books were basically influenced by. Um, like reading math, reading comprehension. There were puzzles and comic, um, and you know, and coloring pages in the book, and that was basically to help Jake and his friends and his classmates. And I, I, I remember, uh, I think it was sometime last year. I said to myself, you know, we we really haven't done any world building for this character to really explain the universe that Jake exists in. Mm -hmm. So let's start doing the comic series and let's see where it goes. And um, uh, a friend of mine uh, uh, is, uh, had mentioned to me also, have you ever thought of doing children's books? And I was like, well, um, okay. <laughs> so we did a children's book that was, the, that was released like right around the holidays. And I figured this would be two good ways to like, the, not only to like the, for for children of different ages to really enjoy the characters so we have like the younger you know the the younger set of children like like your son's age like around like six you know like six years old and mm -hmm. they'll really like get a um, get a glimpse of the character and then we can tell like more action like stories in the comic book so they can see all the action and learn more about the character so that's where we're going like doing uh, doing the both of those so though both of those books are out that's cool um you ever thought about maybe uh you know like uh like a like a video game you know i wish jake was here and like he would tell you like he um the, there's a drawing that he did like he actually has his um um his his imaginary his imaginary video game company called um uh what does he call it it's called uh uh jet uh, it's called jet pulse games or something like that and mm -hmm. he tried he makes his own logo and he'll copy the way how like the the, the playstation um mm -hmm. the, the packages look for the for the games so he like and he has a little rated e for everyone in the corner like, <laughs> he really goes all out so yeah he he's really into the video games that we we started the 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 uh, the, the merchandising for it, like for him also that was his idea to have like his own t-shirts and hoodies and uh cell phone cases and stuff so it's um 
So yeah, we we've thought about like video games. We've thought about like animated cartoons. I mean, there's we have the uh, like as a matter of fact, we have scripts for at least five or six episodes with a, with a thirteen episode synopsis just ready to go if somebody if somebody's interested. So we did a lot of planning because we we really shot for you know like we really like you know, like really like shot for the rafters and that point right. we're like really swinging. And we were saying to ourselves, it's like, okay, we can be just as popular as, as Batman or Superman, or, I mean, we can, the, like, I'm confident in this character and the characters that we created, that we can, you know, that, that we can reach that level with this. It's just a matter of how badly do we want it? Right. And I know Jake is all in, and I've spent the last five years you know making sure that you know making sure that like his dream comes true actually the both of ours in a way uh -huh. so yeah video games was something that we've always thought about that that, that that would be fantastic right you know uh one difficulty i had with uh was with uh, i was trying to explain to my little kid what autism was and it was it was hard to like do a simplified version of that to make him understand um it, it took a while but i got him to understand what it was but um how how would you approach that to a little child that doesn't know what autism is well there's um there's a few things that we tried um the one the one method which is in um in our comic that um, that uh, that you have, it's um, you'll see that autism isn't explained, but some of the the symptoms are. Right, right, right. And we left it to interpretation for the reader because we didn't want to just blatantly say he's got autism. We didn't want to do that. We wanted right. to make it a part of their personalities. Uh -huh. um, for instance, there's where there's this where, where Julia is talking to Miranda, but he's she's not looking at her in the eyes, you know, uh -huh. um, she's not very comfortable or um, the disruption in routine when she's when she's told you need to step up and help Jake. And it's like, I can't lead. I don't know what they lead. like. He's the one that does it. You know, like I'm usually this and she's comfortable in that routine. So any disruption with it creates um creates that kind of um that, that discord you know like oh my god what am i gonna do <laughs> um so we we found that way of of really highlighting those the you know those as personality traits without really a, a, like outwardly addressing it right um which which helps like kids understand because we found that it made the characters more relatable in a way because um, I've had, um, uh, I get emails from, from parents from all over um, and kids who are like, my brother is like, you know, my brother is like Julia and they kind of get it now. They, they kind of right. understand why, you know, why she's like that or why their brother does this. Um, when Jake's headphones are disrupted and he loses control of like his energy, like the, the, the energy blasts, um, that's our explanation for sensory processing disorder. Like the, in re in, in, in real life, Jake wears headphones because he does has a sense, uh, sensory, um, 
a sensory processing disorder where loud or abrupt sounds, it, you know, it bothers him. He'll clench his ears. You know, he doesn't like certain sounds. They're very displeasing to him. And he was embarrassed by the headphones by wearing them because he felt like kids would make fun of him. So I incorporated the headphones as a part of his, uh, of his uniform with an explanation that it harnesses his energy. So he, it helps him focus almost like how um, Cyclops, um, Cyclops, like his Ruby quartz glasses, right. you know, like helps him focus his beams in the same sense, this is auditory. So it helps him, you know, like focus. And when that's disrupted, that's when, you know, like Jake's powers are just like all over the place. So we wrote it in a sense, you know, in the comic, like that's, you know, that's why this happened. So, um, you know, parents told me that it's a very unique way of explaining like, like sensory disorders, like when they, you know, when their child hears like a siren or um, like the sound of flowing water from a sink and it, it bothers them. So right. yeah, th this was a way how we, it, 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 uh, also by doing that, it opens up like communication, like um, it makes it easier to have the conversation with a child about it. Like mm -hmm. when they, when, because now they can relate to the, the, the superhero and say, okay, now I understand. Right, you know, right. Now I see why. Have you um, contacted uh, like autism organizations and see if you can uh, get them to distribute the book to uh, these organizations, to other kids? You know, I, I, I've introduced myself to autism organizations, but, you know, that is something I really didn't think of. So that's, you know, that's great. You know, probably, I'd love to talk to you more about that. The, um, the, we've worked with a lot of different people, which was one of the really cool things about this project, about like, like doing this, like uh, creating these books. I've, um, met with a lot of people from even from like uh from like amc movie theaters to um even like the alamo draft house like reaching out to them about their sensory friendly films and one of our mm -hmm. ideas that we were thinking of we're holding like uh like group movie nights where children can come and sit and enjoy sensory friendly films which are basically it's like a it's a it's a judgment-free zone the, the lights aren't turned down as low the sound isn't as loud and it's just the, you know, the kids can comfortably sit and watch the movies. And if they don't want to sit down, they can, you know, they can move around and nobody's going to say anything. And they usually have like designated times that these movie theaters um, hold these events. But because of COVID, this was something that we held off on. Yeah, yeah. But it was something that like, like, uh, that we wanted to do in the beginning was at least like host these events and, and bring them out. Um, I've contacted another phenomenal company, which is uh, Angel Sense. That um, uh, I did a um, my first foray into like YouTube videos. I did a product review for um, uh, for a wearable GPS unit. Oh yes, and, um, it was really great. And we did an entire product review, and we were on board the Intrepid at the time, and it was really great because I did it all in real time. Actually told Jake and my mom who was with us at the time to like seriously go get lost and let's see right. if I can find you and we just recorded the entire event so um as a matter of fact I, I reached out to them not too long ago to do another product uh, product review so 
these are some of the things that we're doing to help out the community. And um, on our website, you'll also notice that there's um, an autism database. And that was, a that all that information was correlated from, you know, well, I wrote it, but it's a lot of the information is from uh, uh, Jake's therapist and the psychologists that work with him, this, the, the speech therapists and like, uh, you know, occupational therapists. So we put a lot of that information together and nice. it's like, so um, wherever we feel that, like uh, wherever we feel that people will actually benefit from that, you know, from that information, we like, we love working with them, but we've reached out to like the, the National Autism Association. Yeah. That would uh, think, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's like, we just wanted to, we just wanted them to know that this, you know, that, that this hero exists. We wanted yeah. to create something that it is it could more help a lot of kids. Yeah. yeah. So the um yeah that's what we, that's what we wanted to do was create like um you know create like a character that relates to us all. I yeah I, I mean it's easy right. for us for all like the broad shouldered square jawed character. Exactly. Yeah. But I think the the reason why kids love Jake Jeppel so much is because he's just a kid. He's just like, yeah. They're all kids and it's easy to like attach yourself to to relate to them. Yeah. Character. Yeah. So that makes it even more fun to draw because it can the, the bickering and the bantering that that kids do, the mm -hmm. the dialogue that they have, it's you know, it feels real. And especially when they're they're coming from a place that's familiar to other children. Like Jake grew up in Brooklyn, so that's the mm -hmm. reason why a lot of like the backgrounds, like the 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 artwork is familiar, like like places in the neighborhoods and stuff. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, you know, let, let's talk about you a little bit. Like, uh, where'd you uh, learn your art from? Did you just uh, self-taught yourself? Did you go to school? Uh... Um, I was. I guess you'd say I was self-taught and like I remember my my parents would tell me that I was drawing ever since I was old enough to hold a pencil mm -hmm. and um so some of it was natural talent the rest of it I was the, I I kind of taught myself when I was when I was I believe I forgot how old I was but I one birthday my dad bought me um how to draw comics the marvel way by Stan oh yes yes that was my Bible. I mean, I did not put that book down. I, I learned everything I could from it. And the other one was um, my mom had a medical encyclopedia. Uh -huh. And I would sit there and draw oh. skeletons and the, but the anatomy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So and I did that for a long time. And I remember I was I was sitting on the train with my mom. I think I was maybe 13 years old and I remember there was a girl that was sketching and the entire page was nothing but hands and mm -hmm. fingers and, and I'm like why are you just drawing hands you know and then I and, uh, and I, when I was talking to her she was like it's to you know um, a lot of expression is in the hands it's like um, yeah. people speak yeah. and to really you know to really like emote and get like emotions you know drawing the hands and facial expressions so I took that and I did, that's the first thing I did. I don't know 
how many sheets of paper I went through. I would just sit there, put my headphones on, listen to my music, and I'd start drawing and drawing, and I wouldn't come out of my room until I at least dedicated like at least two hours. So honestly, I would say that from I'm 48 now. So from the time I was about 13, 14 years old, I dedicated at least three hours a day every day just drawing. So before this book, were you did you get anything published before or? No, not at all. I um actually the 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 first, okay the 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 first art project that I had was um it was a it was a hip hop CD, mm-hmm. and it was um it was it was called the Iron Helmet, and this was a guy um that my friend introduced me to who was really influenced with like sci fi and kung fu movies, and it was a really like an incredible blend of the two, uh, the two genres, but he had created this entire backstory for this character. It's so, like his onstage persona where he wears like this mask or this samurai type helmet. And I helped him put together this, um, this story. And I created, um, uh, I think it was maybe 10, uh, like, a. Uh, I can't remember how many panels, but it was just something to introduce the character that would go into the sleeves of the CD and stuff. And I, you know, so that was the first like art project I've ever done. Right. Um, Before that, I was um, a technical writer and uh, a technical writer and like illustrator. I was making um, uh, instruction manuals for uh, Bluetooth speakers Wow. And, um, wow. Like, like headphones or like uh, for tablets and stuff. So, and you didn't have any like uh, like professional like uh, study in art or anything like that? No, none. I mean, I remember when I was uh, when I was younger, I, I like um, I uh, I didn't get into SVA. I, I couldn't afford to get into Parsons. I couldn't afford to get into any of those schools. So what I did was, is that like, I would um, like later on, I would find like their, like the syllabus. Ah, um, ah. And I had um, a, a friend who actually went to the school and I would make copies of whatever lessons he had. Yeah, I actually went to SVA. Awesome. I mean, I yeah. really wanted to go to that school. Badly. It was a, it was a lot of life drawing classes, a lot of uh, nude models. Yeah, you know, I did that. My mom put me in this really cool art class in a, at Pratt when I was 14 mm-hmm. at, at a Pratt Institute. And I remember I did that for like two years. And that was the first time I ever seen a nude woman. And mm-hmm. I think I chuckled throughout the whole thing. I'm 14. Wow, wow. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, looking at your art, I, I would have thought that you, you took like a lot of classes in anatomy and life drawing classes, you know, because uh, you, you give a, a lot of realism in the way you draw the pictures, you know? Thank you. Thank and, you so much. You know, the fact that you didn't have any training whatsoever, you're, you're pretty much a prodigy yourself. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, th- that means a lot to me, really. I think you're the first person that ever said that. Thank you so much. Um, I, it, it just it, comes from Coming from another of- artist, that's why I can say that, because I know how hard it is to, to, to draw, like, something realistic, you know, and... I really think you did a really good job. Yeah, thank you so much. And a lot of it came from studying old photographs. Mm-hmm. And now that we have um, our cell phones have incredible cameras on them, yes, I'm able to do um, like really good reference photos. 
So Mm -hmm. what I do sometimes is that I make my friends yell. I make my friends like laugh. And I I love being able like to see like the, the musculature, like the, um, just like the creases, the, like the lines, like when a person genuinely smiles or when they yell. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that I, that I, that, um, that I developed also was to, um, and I forgot where I learned this from. I think it was in an art history class, um, uh, an art history class, like years ago, um, that I used color to also um, uh, to to punctuate the like whatever emotion. So right. I use a lot of like uh, instead of like the picture being completely red, I would use like a dominant like certain elements of like red or like or or like uh, something along that to um to accentuate like this person is mad or like right. like a somber scene using a different color so sometimes if you notice in the book some panels have a bright color to them some of them don't you mm. know really get that tense feeling in there and so you learned yeah. the digital coloring all yourself too yes yeah oh. i uh, uh, it was just something to help me the 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 help me um speed the process along um i uh uh i uh actually it was a gift from my dad you know he um purchased a a wacom a drawing tablet Uh and um i think like the moment i finally like my hands got used to holding the pen like i never looked back and this has been like the way i've drawn everything now so like most of the books have been all digital so i draw everything in adobe illustrator uh-huh. so yeah wow wow good job um you know uh i was gonna ask you uh do you have any like uh intentions or like uh dream of doing any work for maybe you know marvel dc or any other company that's always been my dream oh man i like that like um i think every artist somewhere along the way has like a black book somewhere like yes those, like those old black books i used to get from pearl paints they used yes. to have those, those black books and i i have some too yes <laughs> yeah i oh my uh, i i have um i remember in high school i drew out this the 12 pages of the wolverine versus venom uh-huh. and, <laughs> yeah. and uh and i remember uh, a friend of mine saying like yeah you should try out for marvel you should try out for dc and um i would send them like uh whatever whenever they would have tryouts so i would have letters coming back like you know hey we appreciate your submission but yeah luck yeah time. you know and I was like, oh man. So I said to myself, I'm like, it's not going to stop me from being a, uh, being a comic book artist. I'm going to do this one day. I don't know how, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> the but- closest I ever got was I got an interview in the office of Marvel. I walked inside the offices of Marvel and that was probably the best day of my life, even though I never got the job. What was that like, man? What, oh what my the, God, what it was the, great, like? the greatest. It was a bullpen right there, right in Manhattan, you know? No way. Yes. That's insane. Yeah, like, back in the wow. late 90s. Oh my. You know, like I would have loved to see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's sad that they don't have nothing there no more now. Yeah. I wouldn't know what to do with myself if that were me. I, I wouldn't know what to do. I, I you know, I, I 
And you know what I also love doing too? I like picking the brains of the artists. Like when I go, um, when I went to Comic Con, you know, like they have Artist Alley, and mm-hmm. I would go there and like really look at some of the work. I mean, I I, I really admire people's work. It's like, yeah. I'm never yeah. the type that gets you know jealous. Or like I could do better than that. Right. I mean, right. I'm I'm not one of those people, but I love looking at other people's work. It's like amazing stuff. Yes. And I'm like, why aren't you guys working for it? You know, and then I, it, it took me a while to realize, you know, <laughs> yeah. It's um, hard. It's hard. It's hard. It's difficult. Yeah. So I By the way, have you, have you ever had a, a table at Comic-Con? No, but the, the interesting thing is I did a virtual panel just recently. Actually, this was, mm, I, this was just a few months ago that we did um, a virtual panel for uh, San Diego Comic-Con, oh. and, which was really awesome. I've, I've never had a table at, you know, at New York Comic-Con, but um, what was the name of that one again? We did, um, there was the, the Black Comics Expo that was in, in Harlem. Oh, yes. Yes. Right. And that was one of the, that, that was, was that like the, the Blurred, con. the Blurred Con? Yes. Yes, yeah. it was. Okay. And that was the first one. That was the first comic convention that I've ever had a table, and it was, it it, it was nuts. Cause um, uh, I remember getting the email saying, "Hey, you know, do you want to attend?" And I was really on the fence because I'm like, I don't know how to, you know, what am I gonna do? Right. And I remember, like, we only had a, like limited amount of books, and we stacked everything, you know, stacked everything in the car, ran, you know, like, right. You know, as as we got there. And um, to set up the table and, um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. like within like two or three hours, we wound up selling out like everything. Right. And it was amazing. So like when all the books were gone, we only had like the, the three samples, like the three sample books at the time for people to read. And we just had like, um, like a clipboard so that everybody could leave their email address. Yes, you know, yes. And a laptop so we can create a mailing list. Yeah, you so, got it down packed. Yes, that's how I do it too. <laughs> yeah, and it was crazy because it was like we had no books left. It was just mm-hmm. like, wow. I mean, they really like it. And I think that's what it is. It's that like um, when I see other people enjoying the, uh, enjoying the work, it's like I – you know, that really makes my day. It makes me feel, it makes me feel good. And also gives me ammunition. So when Jake says that he can't, I can be like, well, look at your old man. I look at, I made this from nothing and we did this. <laughs> you yeah. can do it too. So yeah, at least I can say that. It's Have you like, ever gone to the Bro- Brooklyn uh, Comic Con? I know they're, they're doing one. They're doing- um, no, I did miss that one. Um, um, I can't remember what the reason was. I think it was another, um, it was uh, another engagement that that we were uh, that we were committed to. Have, um, you, any, have you done comic cons anywhere else besides New York? Or no, that that, that was it. That was um, the so the 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 it was the virtual uh, it was it was uh, the virtual panel at the, at um, San Diego Comic Con. I'm trying to think of any other ones that we did. Um, there's one in Long Island I usually do. It's a, it's a really nice one. Yeah, I would really, I would really love to be invited to more. I like, like we had so much fun when, like, like, um, it, it was a lot of fun. I would love to do it again. Now that I know what to expect, I mean, <laughs> there's a lot, you know, um, there, you know, there's a lot more that we could do. Um, 
So I would love to participate in the future, like uh, in, you know, in more events. Right, so, right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, I know it's hard because of COVID, you know, you don't want to be around people. But, uh, yeah. you know, back back when there was no COVID, I used to do all over the place, you know, Long, Long Island, Staten Island, uh, Jersey. Yeah. It, it, I don't know. Have you seen the prices for some of the tables at New York Comic Con? It's... Uh, yeah, it's it's pretty insane. Steep. Pretty steep. Yeah. You have I, to sell out or else you won't make any money at all. I know. It's, it, and it's a like, lot of people I, don't sell out. So I always wonder, wow, what's going to happen to all these folks right. that did not sell? Oh, man. I mean, that, 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 I guess like that, that's my fear. And like, to be honest with you, I mean, when we created this, like uh, when we created this, I really didn't think it would get this far. Right, right. I, I really didn't. So when we started getting the invites, when we started getting like the um the 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 podcast interviews, um the interview on the Today Show, we were like we were just shocked. How did you know, that come about? They, by the way, did they did a reporter just find you or did? Yes, what I was told it was like they they actually the um, I guess they were the I guess they were searching for someone along those topics because it was autism awareness month and um we just happened to be fortunate like the stars aligned and that was probably one of the best things that actually not probably that definitely was like the best thing that happened to us at that time because it introduced us to so many you know really it introduced jig jet pulse to like everyone yeah that's millions of eyes right there yeah, I remember that morning. I couldn't even look at the television when the when the uh the when the interview was playing. I was so I. There's something about the sound of your own makes you yeah you know it makes you yeah. cringe. Like I really sound like that. Exactly. Yeah. So I I refused to uh the to look at it, and I remember um. As the um as the segment was playing, um the my notifications were blinging out of control for how many site visits i was receiving and i was amazed i was like i i can't you know i shouldn't be shocked because this is what i wanted this is i, yeah. I wanted the world to see this so you know after a while you know you can't help but get a little misty-eyed it's like watching your kids doing something for the first time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know so it's like I remember um I remember like looking at Jake and he's like I'm on TV and I think that was you know I think that's when like um I was like I definitely have to keep going that this uh-huh. really day this was you know this is something he can talk about for the rest of his life. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. All right. So, uh, you know, that was, that was great, you know, that we we got to to meet you today and got to talk to you and talk about your book we are going to leave a lot of, uh, you know, uh, information on our uh, info in the bottom of the, the podcast where you can buy all the books, uh, your website. And um, also, you're going to see uh, our review on YouTube as well. So I hope you check out Jet Impulse. Uh, no, I said it wrong. Jake Impulse. <laughs> That's what <laughs> Yeah. And uh yeah, you can pick it up everywhere at uh at Amazon. Thank you very much.
Just because the show ends doesn't mean the fun has to end. We're now on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. We want to hear from you. Tell us what you like about the show. Tell us what you don't like about the show. Help us. We want to work together with you. So, check us out. <laughs>